What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm no good at taking good advice. And I'm self-careless, so don't tell me twice. That lately I've been so stuck in my head. That I forget just about everything my therapist said Maybe I'm self-helpless Maybe I'm self-helpless Maybe I'm self-helpless Maybe we are self-helpless Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today, oh my God, this was such a needed episode to have experts like this on. So we are joined today by Joy Farrow and Laura Frombach. Um, Joy is a former deputy sheriff and Laura um, is a technologist and domestic violence survivor. And together they wrote the book, Street Smart Safety for Women, Your Guide to Defensive Living. So they are just like, they themselves are the Swiss army knife, I feel like, against uh, domestic violence and against um, just violence outside of the home as well and how to stay safe. So they taught Delaney and I so many different things today. Oh my gosh. I'm so great. Like they have experienced and witnessed so many things like as a team. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt like you could ask them anything and they had so many tips in their back pocket Um, such great guidance, things that I would never even think about online dating, traveling by yourself when you're by yourself at home, like every topic is covered, getting into lifts or Ubers by yourself. So yeah, gosh, I'm, I'm so glad that they came on and, uh, we hope that you guys find this episode helpful. Um, this is going to come out on November 13th, which means that this week I will be in Nashville, Huntsville, and Atlanta. This is a big week of touring. And then in December, I will be in Boston and Tampa. 
uh, I said Tampa so weird. I said Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. <laughs> um, tickets are at KelseyCook.com. And I'm sure by now that my tour dates for next year have also been announced. So you can go to uh, my website, like I said, and see a whole bunch of upcoming tour dates. Uh, awesome. But you don't. Yeah. If you, hey, if you like podcasts, I have another podcast uh, for free on my website, DelaneyFisher.com, all about building an unconventional life and career, really cool interviews with people doing all kinds of cool stuff all over the world. And uh, yeah, we just get into trying to figure out where you fit into all this stuff and how to be happy and all that good stuff. So we'd love to have yeah. you over there. And um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Okay. Well, here is our interview with Joy and Laura. All right, Joy and Laura, thank you so much for being here today with us. Hi, thank you. We're thrilled. Thank you very much. Oh, Oh, yes. Yes. So can you start with uh, your favorite or least favorite quote or something along those lines? Because I I heard before the show that you've got a little variety on this. I'm going to say in a world where you can be anything, be safe. Oh, that's a nice I like that. Spin. Yeah. yeah, that is that is a great one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my least favorite quote is: "One in three women globally have been the victim of physical or sexual attack in their lifetime." One in three. Oh gosh, that yeah, that is a. So that's sad. my least favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's a crushing thing to hear to Mm -hmm. really wrap your head around that Mm -hmm. um so can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you came to collaborate on this book sure i um am a victim well i'm a survivor of family violence my parents you know were generational family domestic abusers that type of thing And I thought for years that my mother was mentally ill and it took me almost my entire adult life to correlate my mother's mental illness with domestic violence. It was so pervasive that I really just accepted it as normal. And that aha moment when I realized that the two were correlated really changed my life. It changed the trajectory of of who I am. Wow. Wow. I, yeah. I did not come from a violent household. I just came from uh, a middle American, upstate New York Jewish family. Um, I started in retail security and then I moved into uh, law enforcement. And uh, I was in road patrol for 28 years. Wow. And when Joy and I were talking about our joined experiences, we realized that we both had different experiences and that our collaboration could impact the lives of women, particularly younger women who tend to be naive and vulnerable, and that if they understood what predators were life and predatory thinking and domination and control in the family and that type of thing that we could actually change lives. Wow. So you guys both having such different backgrounds, maybe we can start with um, 
the online dating aspect. Mm-hmm. And um, if you could share this, maybe some safety tips or red flags that people can look for when they are doing online dating. Okay. We both are veterans of online dating. So <laughs> we, we have real life experience. Mm-hmm, nice. And when Us I too. went online, I had a strategy. And my strategy was, first of all, to stay safe and also to market myself in the best light possible. And and that's really our philosophy is that you can have fun dating. I mean, that's why we do it, isn't it? We want to have fun. We want to meet people that we wouldn't otherwise have met. And we want to stay safe. So one of the things or several of the things that we suggest to women is, first of all, do not use the free version of the apps, the dating apps. Almost all of them have a a free version. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We always say, if you're not paying for the entree, you're the meal. And what that means is that these dating companies are conglomerates. They're selling your information. They're selling you ads. They're selling you. Mm -hmm. And as you get into the premium versions or the versions where you may pay a little bit more, the features to keep you safe increase a little bit. So some apps offer a verification of somebody's social media. Others, Mm -hmm. um, actually the Match.group, used to partner with an online security app called Garbo. We just found out a couple of weeks ago that that collaboration is gone. So Garbo, who used to verify, they would check on public databases and whatnot to see if somebody had a history of violence or criminal activity. They just went out of business. And so Match, the Match group, which has Tinder and Match.com and plenty of fish and all that, you know, really leaves users in the lurch. But aside from all of that, you get messaging, uh, you get upper level messaging, that type of thing. And you're going to meet people who are also investing in their future. So that's a couple of the things that we recommend to women is really take a couple of extra steps because sexual predators target women online and you have no idea, no idea who they are. And anybody, you know, with the anonymity of technology, anybody can be anyone who they want to be and you don't know any differently. So that's what we want women, everybody really, but particularly women who are vulnerable to keep in mind. Yeah, that's a great tip. Such a great tip. (laughs) And when you start online, you want to, well, of course, look at the picture And no, we all know that sometimes the picture doesn't exactly coincide with who or what the person is just yet until you physically meet them. So, you know, you're going to go by that, but speculate, I'm not sure. Um, A lot of people use old pictures. Maybe they didn't look like that. Maybe that's not even their picture until they meet you. But you want to look at their profile and see if the picture matches um, anything that they've said they've done. Are you know are they athletic? Does anything match? They said they're a hiker. You know, start going through there. And we say be a flirty detective. 
So <laughs> put your hat on. I love that. <laughs> and start looking through some things. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, well, I feel like that needs to be a new podcast t-shirt is yes. be a flirty detective. That's so funny. <laughs> so good. Um, I have questions like, what are some common red flags when you meet somebody in person? Maybe somebody approaches you at a grocery store or a bar or anything like that. And maybe they seem pretty friendly, but you just don't really know. Like, are, is there anything that you can kind of point to in those scenarios? One of the things that we talk about in our book is your safety intuition. And safety intuition isn't anything exotic. It isn't something you know that you need a crystal ball for. Your safety intuition is simply your five senses reporting your environment back to your subconscious. And it reports actually a lot more than your conscious mind can keep up with. So if you start to get feelings that somebody is something's off and not even creepy, but just something is off. Maybe somebody's a little too friendly. Maybe they, you know, don't respect your boundaries or won't take no. Maybe the hair on the back of your neck stands up or you just get a bad feeling. That is your five senses really reporting back to you. Maybe there's tiny little expressions on somebody's face or something you might not consciously notice, but your body notices. And these are, our body has been reporting danger back to us since we've been on the savannah. Our ancestors have been on the savannah. But the issue with women is that we've been socialized to dismiss that. We've been socialized to minimize other people's, you know, if we make them uncomfortable. So suppose somebody does start giving you creeps or you just think something's wrong with that person. Our tendency in our socialization says, no, you're overreacting. Don't worry about that. And we say, girl, you respect that feeling. Mm. So sometimes, you know, I'm not going to say you're not going to meet anybody when you're out because that's what happens. You're in a grocery store. You're somewhere where Maybe somebody's seen you there before, the same apartment building, you go to the same grocery store. You know, there are a lot of places that are close by like that where people may see people from their building, oh, that's so-and-so. Well, maybe they didn't get a chance to talk to you. And now, uh, you know, maybe they're approaching you, and but you're like, oh, okay, now I know why I didn't want to talk to them. So if you brush them off and they don't get the hint, and you're walking to your car and they're still following you or something like that, then, then, you know, the hair should start standing up and you should be saying, well, that's a little odd. You know, I, I kind of told them I was in a hurry or something. Now they're still following me. So little social cues that it seems like this person didn't get right away because anybody else would say, oh, I got it here. Take my number. Listen, maybe we can do it again. But when they don't get it, that should be hint number one, you know, not following you out, not keep going, trailing after you, peeking behind corners, little things like that, following you around the bar. I told him I wasn't interested, you know, I'm with someone. So little things like that you put in the back of your head, because when you do leave the business, you want to take a look back and make sure they're not following you, that they didn't get pissed off and um yeah you know 
want to have something to say. Yeah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. When somebody's on a first date, are there specific safety tips that you guys have in terms of like things to carry with you or resources to have or just anything like that? Well, some of the resources we say is wearable technology now is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And you can have apps on your phone that can alert your friends and your family, especially there's a dating uh, app that uh, can call you. So you can program it in and it can call you on a date. So this way, if you weren't interested, you've timed that call to interrupt and you're like, oh, you know what? I got to take this. I got to go. And that's your out. So, you know, that's one thing. And some of the other dating apps have um, GPS in them that, you know, you push a button like Noonlight. You push a button and you can get yourself safely to wherever you have to go. But if there's an issue, it can immediately alert whoever you're designated and the police to your exact location. You can also have in these apps that you're going on a date, what the person looks like and their name. And this is very helpful. Mm -hmm. And it's also very helpful, especially if you're in college. And of course you're gonna be meeting a lot of people. It's, It's a good thing to keep the lines of communication open and let your family know, hey, I've just met somebody, don't keep it a secret. Because things happen, and then the family says, no, she's not seen anybody. Well, she was, Mm -hmm. and nobody knew about it. So it's good to let somebody know and your friends. Oh, that's such a great point. You know, know when you're out and know when you're back. Oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. I know that for me, anytime I have felt threatened, um, in person anyway, with like a, a stranger or something, I immediately go into like nice girl mode where I'm trying to be very friendly and polite, hoping that that will save me in some way, or I'll be able to remove myself. What is the line there where, I mean, I just, yeah, I just, it was just kind of a default. I didn't know what else to do. Is that a good way to handle it? Is there something better? I don't know. Ooh, Anything about that? We were going to say the self-preservation (laughs) self-preservation self-preservation yeah but you know your safety intuition lets you know right 
when something is off. So let's say you're in an elevator, you're in a hotel, you're in an elevator and you're by yourself and a guy walks in. Here's what we do. We walk out. Now, Joy and I will handle this differently. Joy will just walk out. I will pretend that I just got a phone call and I'm taking that phone call. So I think it depends on the situation. And I think that we know what to do. It is just to decide at any given situation what the right thing is. Because sometimes, wouldn't you agree that Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, karate girl, you know, is the right thing to do. And I use myself as an example. So I've been attacked a couple, physically attacked a couple times in my life, and I'm not a big person. And what has saved me was going right for the throat, a punch to the throat. But by that time, the person had already physically grabbed me. And so you don't want it, hopefully to get to that point. But you can read that situation better than anybody. And and there's no, I don't think, one size fits all. And very true. So you, you know, can, let's just say, well, I've taken self-defense classes, which I think even if you just took a couple of moves somewhere, just a few, I mean, you don't have to get a, a whole degree in it. But you know what? Just so you learn a few things, how to get your hand out, how to slip out of this, uh, how, you know, how to back away when somebody grabs your neck. Just little things like that, you know, are good to know self-defense wise. But um, there's a difference between the two of us handling each other. And um, when you're in an elevator, you really don't know this person. You smile and you look over, but you really don't know. So why put yourself in a box where nobody's going to hear you? You don't know this person and anybody could hit the stop button and now you're stuck between floors. So that's a thought, you know, even if you, which my tools are, even if you have pepper spray, I don't think you want to be in an elevator after you spray pepper spray. So now you're in a situation where I've had to spray pepper spray and I'm stuck. So, yeah, some of the tools I I carry are, and say you should carry, are pepper spray, a small flashlight, and I mean one of those metal flashlights that have a very strong beam, Mm -hmm. and it's about that big, fits in the palm of your hand, you can wrap the cord around it. So this way you can use it during the day or at night on strobe mode, and it, distracts the person you know especially right in their eyes like pepper spray so anything to the face you know they're going to immediately be distracted and that's your getaway and my third fail safe one is the pen the tactical pen so at one end is the glass break and then it's a regular pen and it is practically indestructible so the pepper how would you how would you use the tactical pen the tactical pen is you can just hold it like that it's not gonna break and here's the uh, you know here's the tip Mm -hmm. so it can break glass it can hurt I mean I've stuck myself 
in the purse just to show you the little teeny little piece so i mean it's great just as a stab you're going to stab somebody in the arm they're they're going to let go okay. so it's it's great and you can get it online and it's a pen so i mean you can use it carry it and it's very sleek enough no matter what you're wearing you know to keep it handy and that's another thing is if you're going to have anything and i know plenty of women carry nothing and you know the time to carry something or have something is before you need it if you never use it that that's wonderful mm -hmm. but lately a lot of things have been happening and also another thing what if it's not you what if it's somebody else or somebody you're with at least you know that oh, oh i got this in my purse I'll just stab them in the back with it. You know what? You keep stabbing somebody with this until they let go. Meanwhile, somebody's calling 911. You know, it's not going to be long before help gets there, but at least you have something, you yeah. know? And if you don't have anything, you look around in the environment real quick and keep that in mind also when you're in a, in a hotel. So you don't have anything, but you look around real quick. There's a fire extinguisher. You know what? Break glass, grab the fire extinguisher, and that's what you use. So you can use things in your environment, outside somebody's house. You know, those are things you think of when you're outside and you suddenly realize I have to defend myself, you know, by a store outside. So you look around what can be in the environment because you'd be surprised what kind of strength that you suddenly have to be able to use something a piece of wood or whatever but you know just something a little out of the box yeah i am getting one of those pens that is such a yeah, great, great tip because you know you hear about like it, you know tasers and pepper spray yes. and all these things and i'm like i feel like i I wouldn't, I would fumble in the moment of needing them, or I don't even know how to use them because how do you practice right. safely and all that? But I love that. I'm writing that down right. so I can get myself a pen right. and all of my family. <laughs> well, right. The other good thing about the pen is that we have traveled through airports with that. Yeah. I fly with right. the pen. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. So yes. You show TSA that it can actually write. Now you're right yeah. about, right. you're right about the, um, you know, a taser or a stun gun, because those are a little different. The taser shoots uh, projectiles. You've seen like the police use the gun and the projectiles go and they kind of light them up a little and then they're down for five seconds. Um, a stun gun, you have to use by your hand and jam it right into their neck or they it actually needs to feel the, the skin or it may not take effect like a very um heavy person wearing a coat or a leather coat or something like that they may get a little buzz but they're not going to feel that the impact to like shock them to let go so that's something i mean it you know it could work for people if you know going to use it uh up close to somebody but uh you know in general the pen the pen can go everywhere. And this spray is definitely something. The spray will always keep somebody away. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to breathe. It gets in your eyes and um, it's tough to see. So seeing and breathing, they're going to put their hands up to their face. 
So uh, any kind of pepper spray. And now there's actually a smart pepper spray that um, Saber makes a, a part, a smart pepper spray that when you use it, um, it can alert uh, police and your contacts. So that's wow. an wow. extra step up. Like, yeah, oh, that's amazing. It works with an app on your phone. Yes. Works wow. with Noonlight. The app wow. Noonlight. Mm-hmm. My friend just sent me a link to, I believe it's Saber brand that they've made a, a pepper spray that is in the shape of a pen. It's like, it looks like it's about the same size as mm. the tactical pen. Mm. And she said that she has been able to go through mm-hmm. TSA with that wow. undetected. Um, and so I've been interested in having something like that because uh, it's unfortunate that you can't take like a regular pepper spray through with you. No. Uh, something just happened on, on a plane um oh, yeah you don't want a you know right of, in there, of yeah. course yeah of course and I've, okay. I mean I've even been nervous to have um the pen version of it with me on a plane because like you said god forbid you You'll be the knock one. it wrong <laughs> yeah something goes <laughs> off it's just I, I don't know pepper right. spray does scare but me the, but yeah but not the not not the can you know, it's just not going to happen. Right. It's just not going to go off by itself. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. I also had um, purchased a flare bracelet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- wearable tech. Yeah, the wearable tech stuff where I'm shocked at how you can program that where it just, you know, looks like a bracelet, but you can push any button on it and have, you know, contacts alerted, send your GPS location. It's wild. Yeah. Anything is better than nothing. Also, about pepper spray, uh, Sabre also makes bear spray. And so when you're walking your dog, personal Mm -hmm. story, we both have it. Uh, walking your dog, uh, bear spray will go 30 feet because, well, it wants to keep the bear away from you and it'll shoot pepper spray, concentrated pepper spray, 30 feet. And we were dog walking one night and an 80 pound golden got out of its house and came tearing right at us and the dogs we were walking. And I had the bear spray with me and I used to carry it and joy said if you're going to carry that you make sure you practice so i practiced with it and when the dog came charging up growling and everything you know it was a big dog yeah i was left-handed i flipped the top off and i sprayed the dog about 20 feet away and it broke off the attack and so now whenever i walk the dog i still carry pepper spray still carry the bear spray uh, because sometimes I walk early in the morning and I've seen coyotes out and mm-hmm. about. So you know, whether it's two-legged or four-legged, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there's different types of pepper spray, whether it's the little mm-hmm. pen kind or whether, you know, it's mm-hmm. the, the big bear spray, um, you know, that can really benefit you and break off an attack no matter what the attack is. The point is you don't, you want to do what you can. So, you know, the pepper spray is good because if you feel somebody coming close to you, like you're saying, you feel uncomfortable and they're coming close to you and you're trying to say, I don't want to, you know what? The pepper spray, the small cans can spray between six and eight feet because that's the distance that you want to keep them away. 
So you don't really want something all the time. You know, you want secondary options is that let me keep somebody away. And if that doesn't work, then I, I have something extra for you in case they've got through the first wall. So those are like, you know, things to think of is that, you know, you don't need to carry a whole arsenal of things, but you know what? What if this dropped out of you and you lost it? Or it was dark or something. I was going to push the button and now I broke it or something. The batteries are gone and this thing, you got to have something else. Be ready. And all of these are very inexpensive. <laughs> right. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's $30 for all of them. It's not going to break the bank. Oh my yeah. gosh. These are so, I didn't even know a lot of this existed. These are amazing. I, I am definitely going to get that uh, bear spray because there's so many coyote attacks in my neighborhood oh. on pe people and dogs. And I have been thinking, what, yes. would, what would I do in that situation? Yeah. And I, and I actually try to strategize while I'm walking them like, okay, I would throw them over the fence in this neighbor's yard and I would <laughs> run or I'd, I'd put them in a trash can or I would try to get in a trash. I mean, the, the right. most ridiculous things, not realizing right. I could probably just get some spray that, that would be helpful. And and so that's our neighbors are talking about they take pictures on um next door uh, oh yes yeah the door the, what's the door alarm oh ring yeah ring. Oh, so ring. they're always putting that out there going look there was a bear here yesterday right you know and so you wouldn't think we're in bear country but we are you yeah. know bear coyote so you know you never know oh my gosh these Something are so new. good yeah I, you know you yeah. talk about um, being polite and you're very polite. So, you know, there's a way that predators get you to stop. And of course, they're going to start out being polite. Mm. So, you know, excuse me. Oh, and you seem like the very polite kind that would say, oh, hi, what do you need? Okay. We don't always have to stop for the whim of a stranger. Oh, right. somebody needs directions. Oh, okay. That's, that's my job. It's not your job. They're not going to report you for who, you know, because you kept going and hey, that lady didn't stop and give me directions, you know, or yes. whatever. It doesn't matter. What's your but, favorite? Excuse me, miss. Yes. Excuse me, miss. Oh, I mean, we've said this to friends of ours and they said, oh, yeah, I hear that. I don't ask what do they need? Why? Why do you <laughs> right. have to ask what they need? Yeah. Oh my gosh. These so, are so great. Not the world Swiss Army knife. No. And yes. what happens is, right, yeah. it, it closes yes. the gap of you stopping and them coming closer. So now, if they wanted to grab your purse, which we've had a friend happen to, they excused themselves, oh, surprised her in a bank parking lot, and grabbed her purse, and the fight was on. Because she was surprised and she was like, oh, hi. Well, he must have been a little new at it. And uh, uh, he like fumbled after the, excuse me, miss. And she said, yes. And, and there was that delay of a wait. And then the fight for the oh, purse. And then oh she realized, gosh. hey, this isn't a pleasant thing. Yeah. So, you know, when you hear that, you hear it in the mall. This is not your friend. Excuse yeah. me is not your friend. And you don't need to do anything oh my god a great reminder so good we have like it's so good for women to keep this in mind that we've been conditioned to be people pleasers and it's not yeah. our freaking job to take care of everybody around us yeah. and i think that i'm yeah this is this has been a life-changing this is so good because <laughs> i think for me in the past i thought well if i'm nice i don't 
then maybe they won't attack me or something Mm -hmm. like I, but if I'm, if I'm kind of rude or cold or I don't respond, that might add fuel to their fire to like, come get me or something. But it makes sense that the closer that you get, the easier it is for them to do something. And, you know, maybe by you just keeping, keeping on walking, they're going to be like, oh, it's just, I'll, I'll get something that might be easier or something like what kind of letting you go. It's such a weird, um, I feel like that's kind of, yeah, it's going to have to be like my new default. I feel like <laughs> depending right. on the situation. Um, right. I, I got a question about, um, I feel very nervous when I'm home by myself. Like my husband been out of town and I get so nervous at night and I like put doors up against or um, chairs up against my doors. I have the ring app and all that stuff, which is very helpful, but I can't fight this just like anxiety that I have. Um, And I'm sure if I took more self-defense classes or things like that, it might help me. But is there anything that you could share that might help with somebody's mindset about like being home alone at night, knowing that they're probably going to be okay, but just anything that you have felt that is helpful for people in kind of that state of mind. Do you like to be in one particular room at Um, night? I mean, like, would it be more comfortable if you were in a room that you knew I locked the door in this room? I'm like at night. I, I always lock the bedroom door and um, I mean, the the house is a fortress, but still for years, years of uh, even growing up, I just, it was just a thing. And uh, and then uh, when I got older and I, you know, I realized how much crime there was and I said, you know what, I'm just going to lock the door so it just yeah. like an extra layer of protection uh also you know just either keeping your phone with you or knowing that you have contacts quickly or that you have some means of protection and not physically you know either a besides there's a different kind of spray there's even a pepper foam in case it comes to that and so it sticks to the face like shaving cream kind of um and it would stay on the face unlike a big spray uh of the uh other canisters that just comes out and goes you know all over the big screen this actually is directed to but it's just something that you can have um there's also door alarms that you can put under the door, there's um, alarms for the windows, inexpensive little alarms for the windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just one more step that it's secure. So like, let's just say you're moving into a, a new place and, you know, the first thing you want to do, if it's not an apartment or it's a house, you know, be sure that the windows all lock. And they have a good lock and, you know, they're not like jalousies and, you know, where you can just take them out and bust open the screen. So think of how somebody might get in and secure your front door a little better too. Mm -hmm. And make sure that there's a large enough people, which is a really good one, a large enough people where you can see the person's entire body. 
not just the people like apartments have where you try to do the best you can and all you can see is their nose and eyes but oh, you can actually yeah. see their whole body it gives you a um, a bigger frame of vision in there i have two more suggestions i have bear spray keep bear spray by your bed yeah and so that if that the alarm or whatever goes off on your door like i said bear spray goes 30 feet the other thing if you're traveling hornet spray so oh. if you fly someplace right. and you're in a hotel room by yourself and you get a little anxious in a hotel by yourself i do that you can just go to any grocery store, almost any convenience store, and get Hornet Spray. Hornet Spray goes 20 feet as well. But it's, you know, $5. You can buy it while you're traveling. You can keep it by your bed. You can keep, as Joy said, one of those door alarms so that if somebody does breach the door. But that you always have something that doesn't allow somebody to get too close to you but you will have some means of defense. Well, once there is some loud, is it a siren? I mean, even if they hit the glass and it makes a, a siren, nobody wants to come in with that going off. Then the lights go on, you know. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And that's another thing, is um, the automatic um, lights that we have when we go away. We put those on. Oh, yeah, the timers and what? The timers on your lights. You could do that while you're home. Mm -hmm. So you don't always have to do it when you're away. But you, you know what? Oh, the light goes on over here. The light goes on over here. But you're still watching TV over here. So right. it's just something to mix things up. Another thing, let me go back to the front door, is when you're home alone, two things is one, just because somebody knocks on the door, I don't care if you know all your neighbors in the apartment building or your house or your block somebody knocks on the door that doesn't mean you need to open it unless you physically know that it's your friend hi how you doing okay but other than that what is it oh package oh it, uh, hi i'm selling i don't have to open the door and i won't too many assaults and murders have occurred just by being pleasant enough to open the door oh selling candy Okay, sometimes it seems nice enough unless you know who they are, but that's a ploy mm -hmm. is they can use the, don't think they don't, but they do. They use children and then, you know, the adult is waiting nearby to breach the door. Also, and then it's too late. Your favorite, the car window. Yeah, the car window. 
Um, but uh, well, one more thing about the front door. The other thing is when they, sometimes what they do at night is they'll just knock on the door or make a loud noise outside. So you think you're, you know, they think you're going to go outside and look. Okay, not a good idea. If you need to, you can call the police and say, I just heard the loudest crash. I'm not going outside to look. Right. That's all. Don't go. That's what they want you to do. We've had that in our area where they actually put the police put an alert out and said, be aware of this. This is what's happening. They would knock on the door. You know, it moves around. It's They've been doing that for a long time, you know, but it's it's a way to get in. You've opened the door. The other thing is the car, your car window, your car window, like your front door is already closed. You don't need to open that to speak to anyone. Yeah. So you could speak through it. So keep your car window closed when you're speaking to strangers. Stay safe. <laughs> These are so good because I feel like, yeah, when I'm home alone, I know like, okay, my dogs are noisy. If anything happens, I have the ring mm-hmm. doorbell, you know, I can lock things and all that. But I felt like I was putting this pressure on myself to become like, you know, the Aww. next American ninja warrior. Like I got to take self-defense classes and I have <laughs> to bulk up and I'm like, Oh, or I could just get some spray and practice the practice these things, you know, these tips that you're both sharing. Mm-hmm. These are so, so good. Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you touched on staying in hotel rooms. So for my job, I travel on an al- almost weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I am taking lifts or Ubers every week. I mm-hmm. am, um, staying in a hotel by myself. And so my anxiety with that is almost always through the roof. Uh, I had seen a TikTok video where it was, um, I think retired police officer works with safety things now. And it was a video showing somebody trying to break into a hotel room by, it was like a wire contraption Mm -hmm. that went under the door that hooks up to then open the door from the inside. And so, yeah, in this TikTok video, the officer had said to put a, like roll a towel up and put it between your door handle and the door so that it can like help uh, prevent something like that from being able to latch. But I, he said that that's not like a fail safe thing. I get a little freaked out traveling with the door alarms or the door wedge alarms, just because Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that they're going to go off. And then it's going to be like the loudest, like not with somebody trying to break in, but just me setting it up or housekeeping or something. It's, it's so hard to find that balance between like, I want to feel safe mm-hmm. and I don't want to be so stressed right. trying to feel safe. I know. There is another tool that could be helpful and it is available online and it basically is a mechanical device that fits into the door and it's a little, I wish that we the had lock. ours with us. Yeah. It's, is it like it's the arm? The key, like the bar uh, little key no, lock no oh, it's just okay. a, a small plastic device that mm-hmm. fits in between the the door jam mm-hmm. and the door and the itself lock. and it locks and um we can send you the link to it but it's very helpful for hotel rooms to bolster that security because it's an extra level of physical security mm-hmm. so that even if you you know have seen the videos of somebody with their coat hanger or whatever device they have 
they're not going to be able to get this device. You you can't slip anything. You cannot slip it. anything because it actually it slips in the door latch and the lock, and it locks physically. Okay. It would be physically wow. impossible for them mm -hmm. to be able to jimmy that the the door they would have to kick the door in and the door would give first okay great oh, so yeah i would i mean i would love if you sent that link because i've mm -hmm. been trying mm -hmm. to figure more things out with that do you guys have any tips for being in a lift because that gives me anxiety every week just getting into a car with somebody that i don't know and having to trust that mm -hmm. I mean, I always make sure that the person has five stars. They've been driving for quite a while. I always double check the license plate. I have let cars go whose the color of the car does not match the color of the car that pulls up. Even if it's mm -hmm. the same make and model, I'm just like, sorry, it's you got to change it in your profile. But uh, any, any course, other tips? And of course, you never want to get in one if yours doesn't show up and one drives up while you're waiting and they said right. hey my ride didn't oh yeah um, no definitely okay. so that's a no you don't just get in one even though it says lift in there and he said no my ride oh, just did yeah. not show up so you say no but um some things that you can do is first off um when you ask the driver you know hello here's your name before you get in this way just have him say his name so this way you can tell if He's intoxicated or anything that mm, you yeah. feel would be an issue driving yeah. this one. And then when you go to get in the car, look at the, make sure the door handles um, work and mm -hmm. that they're still, you know, that the car is in good condition and that the door works and that you can get out. So before you leave, get in, get out make sure that that door opens because in the um, door jam where the door closes is where the child locks little button is. So if that is up, kind of like a police car, you're not going to be able to get out. You would have to use your tactical pen and break that window to get out. Okay. So people have been in a situation assaulted where they couldn't get out because the child safety lock was on on purpose wow. so something to be aware of because that's your way out also when you sit in the car even though it's a beautiful car sit in the back oh you yeah know, you can sit in the front now but sit in the back and sit in the passenger side so you can see what he's doing just to make sure nothing mm, odd okay. is going on no weapons or nothing's happening there and you can also be sure that he's not speeding or something that you feel uncomfortable with okay so right. to that end also the two <laughs> uh devices that we talked about the flashlight you can travel with the flashlight and also your tactical pen is a backup so you could have your flashlight in your hand a mm -hmm. you can shine it in their eyes if yeah you know, you believe that they're going off in the wrong direction and they stop and, you know, something starts to come down. You can shine it in their eyes. And, you know, as Joy just said, that tactical pen will break a window. So you're not mm -hmm. going to be trapped in a car mm -hmm. with anybody. You can mm -hmm. use the pen to defend yourself and you can use the pen to get out. Wow. And also it's, there are safety um, uh, app 
in the app. So, you know, be sure who you're using and, you know, understand that in case of an emergency, you know, go to that section in the app so that if you're in a situation, you don't have to worry who to call. You can actually hit the button through the app and, you know, alert police that way. And if for some other reason, 911 is easier for you, then that's what you do. But if you feel uncomfortable, you know, first say, I would like to, just you know, I would like you to stop now and get out here. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, yep. you know, then yeah, you, you don't start, have to be polite. No, then you start, you know, pressing. Yeah. The but, yeah. you know, the uh, another thing is to let them know that they don't have to know who you're seeing, where you're going. So things like that, you lie about, of course, you know. You hear for a big convention, you know, a lot of people are waiting for me over here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, you can be on the phone letting them know, yeah, no, I'm tracking this right now. And I should be there in what, 10 minutes? So this way they know, hey, it's being tracked. My friends are out there waiting. Yeah, he should be right there. So just... It's more to let them know that, oh, no, I'm not alone, even though you just pick me up at a bar or, uh, you know, I, I might have been drinking a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. yeah those are great tips. What what about for the other way around, like a Lyft or Uber or rideshare driver who wants to remain safe while straight, you know, they're driving strangers around in their car? Is there anything that they can do? I, I used to, I was a Lyft driver back in the day and that always freaked me out. Never knew who was getting in my car. Um, is there anything that you would share kind of on the other end of things? The, um, my expandable baton. Oh, I need one of those. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> 20, <laughs> you 26 inches of steel and it expands. Whoa. Joy keeps it on the driver's side. So she can always grab it and that thing will crack your skull. Wow. We couldn't, we were not allowed to hit anybody in the head because you could right. kill them. Right. Yeah. So, so, so that's an arm in the leg. But yeah, carrying the spray or the gel, something that's always handy. And I'm sure that as a Lyft driver, as a, as a rideshare driver, Boy, my instincts would be flaring the whole time. The same thing. I mean, I would have an app ready, mainly because they have to drive and look in the mirror more than the passenger looking, you know, forward and planning whatever they're doing. But the driver, you know, has to take care of them at, you know, at some point. And some of the safety apps actually also uh, have a panic button. So you can just hit that panic button. And as long as the button is held, it's kind of like a grenade. As long as the button is held, nothing happens. But if you let up on it and you don't put your code in within 10 seconds, it'll notify law enforcement that there's an issue. With the GPS. So this is just miraculous safety. Oh, right. wow. Uh, wow. Oh, whoa. One more for the lift for, for you. Don't drink anything that's offered. Right. Oh, in, yeah. In the oh, no even, water. Uh, not even no. water. Oh, no. no. Mainly because things can happen and yeah. um, 
Oh man, it has happened. So right. uh, anything can be put in there. You never know how, but yeah, uh, carry your own water. It sounds oh, nice, so and seeing we've been in plenty of yeah. vehicles that have had it, and you're like, oh yeah, I could use that. But this. if I was by myself, no. What are some common things that we can, I don't know, learn from you as far as all the situations that you saw, whether where did the most kind of attacks happen, whether it's, yeah, the car window, the elevator, like what are things that you wish you could have told people before an incident or what, what kind of tools or tips you wish you could have equipped them with um, that could help all of us? Um, well, your front door, like I said, is, is one plenty of calls there um leaving your windows open um people have broken into homes uh when they're you know when they're not home and then they're in there and then they're surprised somebody has broken in um left their car unlocked um a lot a lot of people just hard to believe but just leave their house unlocked the, the house comes with a door with a lock, and so does your car. They should always be locked. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many hundreds of calls I've had of people being attacked in one of those locations and walking to your car and being blindsided because, well, you didn't use your peripheral vision at all, and you were so... Uh, you know, immersed in your phone that mm -hmm. you didn't see this person has been walking behind you for a while and then they've been attacked. And that's why people will say, I need that they came out of nowhere. Well, they didn't really. They found that you weren't even looking and they just walked up on you. Mm. Um, yeah. Those are a lot um leaving a bar with somebody uh, being intoxicated let's just say a little bit and you know who hasn't been but leaving a bar or uh you know some establishment with just somebody who says oh i can help you if i heard that line more times than i would like to yeah Gosh. you don't need yeah. to do that i mean even if you had to call the police and ask them to help take you home i would opt for that over than just somebody yeah you know yeah. because what what you're showing is that you're vulnerable to this person they've already watched you they've seen you stumble they know that you're by yourself oh making their way out to the front door oh hey hi oh hi yeah no i'm going that way too where are you going so a couple of questions later and now you're by yourself so you've already right. told them i'm by myself I'm going home by myself. So how many times do you have to say that, you know, for them to go, well, nobody's going to know it was me. I, you right. Know. right. Um, and yeah, thank you for that. That's super helpful. And Laura, my end of it, my question for you is you mentioned something at the beginning of the episode of, um, the connection between mental illness and domestic violence. Would you be willing to share any more about that connection that you've learned about? Sure. The, the connection is twofold, really. First of all, blows to the head. So we talk about professional athletes and traumatic brain injury. 
Well, actually, traumatic brain injury occurs far more often in victims of domestic violence than it does actually in professional athletes. Oh, and secondly, yeah. and this is unfortunately becoming a lot more common, is strangulation. So whether it's strangulation during sex, strangulation during domestic violence, it takes more pressure to crack an egg than, than it does to strangle somebody. So think of the pressure that it takes to crack an egg. Well, a lot less than that is required. And if you cut off somebody's ear for, you know, even 20, 30 seconds, it can cause brain injury. You know, domestic violence doesn't start in a vacuum. It starts with dating. And it starts specifically with love bombing. And that can occur on the first date. And love bombing is when your date or your partner just showers you with attention. You're the one. I love you. I've never met anybody like you. And you know, that's so much fun. It feels good. And that's the American dream for us, isn't it? Oh my gosh, it's a whirlwind romance. Well, love bombing is actually the first hook in the domestic violence process because we think, oh, we're in love. We're in love. And then when you know, they believe that the bond that you guys have bonded, then the abuse starts or the violence starts. But so many women still associate their relationship with that first couple of dates when you had the whirlwind romance and you were so happy together. So that was also the story of my parents as well, that they were happy, they met, they had a whirlwind romance, but you know, it had a bad ending. And so our message to, to women is if they notice those, those patterns that somebody is trying to control you or dominate you early in the relationship, you know, as attractive as that person sounds, you got to get out because it's not going to get any better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, um, else, anything? Yeah, I had one more question. So you're talking about the ring camera, home security, all of that. Is there a company that you guys like the best in terms of like full home security? We like Ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We like Ring. And I will tell you that as far as all around personal security mm -hmm. for women, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned it, Kelsey. We like Sabre. Yeah. Okay. We do. And the, so the Ring camera, I mean, you know, there's others, but the ring camera was very easy to put up. Right. So, you know, you're like, well, I'm not technical. A lot I, of features. I, easy, you know. Yeah. It took keeps the video yeah. recording. Yeah. 30 seconds to put immediately. Up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had one um at the the townhouse we were living in because that was really just like one main entry. It's much smaller. We very recently moved into a house and it it just feels like there is more to protect. And mm -hmm. so I didn't know if the ring was still the way to go or if it needed mm -hmm. to be more of like an ADT, like, you know what I mean? More sensors, yeah. stuff like that. You know, sometimes it it's all what you want. One of the most important things for uh, a home is different from an apartment because sometimes yes no a first floor but when you have sliding doors yeah in all the calls that i've handled they're coming in through a sliding door 
So, you know, if you can put the extra uh, effort into uh, buying something for the handle, you put something down in the track mm -hmm. where they can't pick it up and pull it over which is why, you know, short of breaking the glass, which, you know, a lot of times they don't want to do because, well, of course, people are going to hear breaking glass. So they usually try to do what they can to pick it up and pull it off its track. So, oh. you know, little things like that, unless you are going to go with the sensors, you want to go into places that are going to be easy like that to get a body through and uh, a sliding door is always number one. So, okay. you know, you walk around your house, you look and see, oh, that garage door um, window, I should get that fixed. You know, anything that you can keep locked all the time, your garage door, you know, more secure locks getting into the house. Mm -hmm. A good okay. lock for the front door is now the um, the numbers, the uh, what am I used out there? Oh, the programmable. Right. Mm. That's good. You know, and that's another thing, you know, is who come, who's been to your house with keys? You know, you don't think of that. You're like, oh, the handyman's coming or the, or, uh, you know, somebody for the building. Yeah. They come in here all the time. Well, if you know that as an apartment, keep your bedroom door locked, you know, or, or, something lock something up if they're coming in and like spraying your house or something right you know i don't trust everybody especially people that work uh, you know in facilities like that where they're going to do you know hundreds of apartments spraying the building and they just take the keys from the complex and they just go along so you have to keep that in mind what type of um things could get stolen so right secure your items yeah um you know you mentioned you know the domestic violence and i know that a lot of people might feel like they can't leave or they feel trapped or you know what can somebody do in that situation if they know they have to leave but they are afraid that their safety will be threatened if they try what what are some resources they can i don't know take advantage of leaving is the most important time because the abuser recognizes and, and the instant they recognize that they're going to lose control, that's when a lot of these suicide murders happen. Dangerous time. Yeah, the dangerous time. And actually, a lot of mass murders in the United States are actually family violence. It's actually family violence where the abuser has just gone nuts because he's losing, he's, he's lost control. So from my experience, we in the family can read an abuser's mind, can read their moods in an instant. As soon as somebody walks in the house, you can tell what kind of mood they're in they're in, you can tell whether you're in danger. And so no matter what anybody else would tell the victim, they will know the time to leave. And if they're making plans to leave and, and they're, something in them says, no, 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 it's not time yet. He knows what's going on or they know what's going on. You are the one who knows the best. 
But the most important thing to remember is you are not alone. You have a community, whatever that community is. You have a church, you have a family, and maybe the abuser has talked your family into their crap. Um, your neighbors, you know who you can trust and trust your community. Because what abusers want more than anything is to isolate the victim so that they can control your sense of reality. They can control your sense of who you are and you're not that person. So that's what, what I would say is make plans to leave and make them carefully. But once you're gone, stay gone because the average woman leaves that situation seven times before she's able to break it off because she's been love bombed. She, she still feels for, for that person. Right. Yeah. So let me add. So a good thing to have in place, if you know things are getting worse and you don't know what to do in a domestic situation is have a plan with a trusted friend. So whether it's a work colleague, you have to invest in somebody, a neighbor, even that you don't really know. And that might even be the best kind if it's a neighbor that really you can just talk to and just say, if I call you, if I tell you this code word, if you hear me say this line, call the police. You know, I, I need help immediately. So just so you can bring in somebody else and know that it's not the police the first time, but at least you can have a lifeline to a friend, somebody's house you can go to that maybe the person doesn't know. Don't go to your family's house. That's that's going to be the first choice. So you want to have some other friend, but you want to have a, a plan so they don't go, why are you here? Oh, maybe we should. And they're, they're you know, totally oblivious to what's happening. You need to let them in and you need to let them know. And, um, you know, and if you are the person listening to this and somebody has told you this, then make sure, you know, that you believe them, even though that you know this person and, oh, you know, I've seen them on the block and they seem like a nice person. Realize that you need to believe the victim mm -hmm. telling you they're in the middle of the situation and, and they're, you know, it's hard for them to ask for help. It is so, hard. but that's the first step is is to ask right. for help, is to come up with a little a, a little plan, but bring in trusted people. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for giving us your time. I know we've been on for over an hour now, so we will wrap up and let you go. Um, we are happy yeah. to be here. <laughs> thank so you for having us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Where can people Please. find uh, your book and your work and all that? Where can people find all your stuff? Our website is streetsmartsafety.org. And we would love for you to join our Facebook community. You can ask us questions. Awesome. So if women have questions mm -hmm. about their safety, if they have questions about even if they're in a domestic situation, they could private message us. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. Street Smart Safety for Women on Facebook, yeah. Instagram, TikTok, TikTok but um, our communication method is, is by Facebook. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for just doing doing this work. You guys are changing lives, saving lives. Thank you so, so much. Really. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Kelsey and Delaney. Yeah. Thank you guys. Bye. 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 Oh my gosh. I have a list of things that I'm going to buy for myself and my sisters and just everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What an invaluable conversation with them just something for everybody and just so good to kind of like brush up on those basics of just like listen to your instincts right be aware when you're walking around by yourself I know that we can all so easily just be having our head having our head in our phones and not being aware of our surroundings and just all those things yeah, the just better, better safe than sorry. And like trusting your gut is like Cam and I just had a situation where we woke up in the middle of the night and did I tell you this, Kels? We smelled Mm-mm. like a really strong uh skunk smell. And we we just figured, oh my God, a skunk, you know, sprayed outside of our home or yeah. maybe they're trapped in the house. So crazy. But we started Googling and apparently sometimes a gas leak can smell like skunk. And so it was like four in the morning or three 30 in the morning. And we're like, look, it's a 50, 50% chance. It's like, okay, it's either fine or it's really not fine. So we left at four in the morning and luckily my mom doesn't live too far. So we slept on her couch for the evening and just to, you know, just to make sure before we could, you know, get it all checked out and make sure it was fine. But, um, yeah, just those things where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to take a chance here. Why why don't we just get out of here? Um, because I had, I had no idea that apparently because if there's a gas, gas doesn't smell like anything. So they, they usually put a chemical in there that either smells like skunk or it smells like, like rotten egg. And we're like, we don't, we don't know which chemical they put in this, in our unit. You know what I mean? So I'm like, but yeah, just better safe than sorry. If you can, you know, trust, trust yourself, trust your instinct. And you know, even if it is fine, like the whole skunk thing was fine. I was so glad that we just left anyway. I wouldn't have been able to sleep in that situation, you know? Yeah. And I'm so glad we have dogs as much as it drives us crazy when we're like trying to (laughs) podcast and they start barking. I love having a dog now and just knowing that like, you know, they, they see everything. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, (sighs) go get this book, buy this book for everybody. Yep. Follow them online. Yeah. And if you're in Huntsville, Nashville or Atlanta, I can't wait to see you this week. Please come to those shows and uh, please go listen to Delaney's podcast, Career Crush. Yeah, I would love to have you. DelaneyFisher.com. Yay. All All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Also, we want to give a big shout out to to Johnny Inua for creating our newest fabulous self helpless podcast theme song. Oh you may gosh. have noticed we yes. changed it up. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the podcast got a makeover, and <laughs> it. Oh my god, I love the song so much. What a beautiful oh, voice, voice of an angel, of an angel yes. and uh, thank you so much. We love it. Oh my God. It's been so nice. Like, yeah, every couple seasons of the show, we have a new artist create a custom song for us. And that's just always such a fun process. So thanks again to Johnny. We really appreciate it. Maybe Thank you for tuning in to the self-helpless podcast. You can find our Patreon community merch and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend, left an iTunes review, or feel free to post it on your Instagram and tag at self-helpless podcast. Thanks guys. Mm-hmm.